Hello and welcome to Bookmarks, our book talk series here on the NBPL Podcasts channel. My name is Bethany and I will be your host for this episode. Well, fall is officially here and I am pretty excited for that. I love this time of year. It's the perfect temperature and the colors of the trees are beautiful. I know not everyone loves fall because it inevitably leads to winter, but no matter how you feel about the weather, there's no denying that it's a great time of year to curl up with a good book. For this episode, we want to give some recommendations for fall reads, no matter what that means to you. We've stuck to creating categories that fit this time of year. Think cozy or spooky or scary books. Also, there are so many books that we could have put in this episode, but I didn't want this to be three hours long. So you can use this list as a jumping off point to find some new books uh, and or authors. Without further ado, let's get started. The first category on our list is books for when you want to feel cozy. The first book we put on this list was The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. There is something about reading Sherlock Holmes stories that gives me all the fall feels. It might just be because that was when I read the complete Sherlock Holmes stories when I was a teenager, but I think there is something inherently cozy about these short stories. If you've never read any Sherlock Holmes stories before, starting with The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes is a great place to start because it contains some of the most well-known short stories such as A Scandal in Bohemia, A Case of Identity, uh, The Adventure of the Speckled Band, and The Adventure of the Copper Beaches. The next title on our list is The Simplicity of Cider by Amy E. Record. This book is about a prickly but gifted cider maker whose quiet life is interrupted by the arrival of a handsome man and his young son to her family's careworn orchard. Santa Lund has one desire, to live a simple, quiet life on her family's apple orchard in Door County, Wisconsin. Her business is struggling, but Santa remains fiercely devoted to the orchard, despite her brother's attempts to convince her aging father to sell the land. Single dad Isaac Banks has spent years trying to shield his son Sebastian from his troubled mother. Fleeing heartbreak at home, Isaac packed up their lives and the two headed out on an adventure, driving across the country. Chance, or fate, led them straight to Santa's orchard. Isaac's helping hands are much appreciated at the apple farm, even more when Santa's father is injured in an accident. As Santa's formerly simple life becomes increasingly complicated, she finds solace in unexpected places, friendship with young, young Sebastian, and something more deliciously complex with Isaac, until an outside threat infiltrates the farm. This definitely sounds like it's got all the cozy feels wrapped up in it. You've got a budding romance, you've got family connections. Um, so yeah, I think this really sounds like a great fall read if you're looking for a cozy feel. A list of cozy books isn't complete without a quote cozy mystery and a pumpkin spice cozy mystery that ticks all of the fall boxes. This title is Pumpkin Spice Peril by Jen McKinley. Life is all sugar and spice for the fairy tale cupcake bakers. Melanie Cooper is engaged to the delectable Joe Delara. Angie Harper and her husband Tate are savoring married life, and the bakery is bustling with happy customers until one of their most valued cupcake connoisseurs ends up dead. 
a local glass artist and cupcake lover, Renee Fisher-Klein, has always suffered from a wide variety of health issues. In an effort to cheer her up, her doting husband, Peter, brings her a four-pack of her favorite cupcakes every week. But when the police discover that Renee has been poisoned, there's no sugarcoating the fact that the last things she ate were the bakery's signature pumpkin spice cupcakes. With their lives and bakery at stake, it's up to Mel and Angie to find out who poisoned their artist friend and why before their future is frosted for good. This might sound like a little too much of a fluffy read, but I genuinely enjoy these sort of really light, um, cozy mysteries. I haven't read this particular one, but Jen McKenley has a number of very cleverly um, titled, I think food-based, um, cozy mysteries uh, to be had, and this one just fit the season perfectly. Our next category is books for when you want a bit of magic. There's no denying that this time of year has its own magic about it, and I think that's maybe why um, so many books involving magic maybe take place in autumn or have that slightly autumn feel. Um, so we've got a few books that maybe channel a little bit of that. The first book on the list is The Night Circus by Aaron Morgenstern. If you listened to the very first episode of season one, um, this was probably the top book that I mentioned. I now feel like I'm taking every opportunity to recommend this book, and I'm not really sorry about that. Um, but this definitely fits in with the fall feel because a lot of the book takes place um, in fall um, and definitely has that fall magical time to it. Um, as I've mentioned before, you if you can get your hands on the audiobook version of this, I highly recommend it. But reading this in the print version is just as good if you're not into audiobooks. A mysterious circus arrives on a fall evening without warning. A magical nocturnal circus. Beyond the smoke and mirrors, however, a fierce competition is underway. A contest between two young magicians, Celia and Marco, who have been trained since childhood to compete in a game in which each must use their powers of illusion to best the other. Unbeknownst to them, this game is a duel to the death, and the circus is but a stage for a remarkable battle of imagination and will. The next book on the list is The House in the Cerulean Sea by T.J. Clune. This book has a hard time staying on the shelf. This is also one of my current reads, and I am really enjoying it so far. A Magical Island a dangerous task, a burning secret. Linus Baker leads a quiet, solitary life. At 40, he lives in a tiny house with a devious cat and his old records. As a caseworker at the department in charge of magical youth, he spends his days overseeing the well-being of children in government-sanctioned orphanages. When Linus is unexpectedly summoned by extremely upper management, he's given a curious and highly classified assignment to travel to Marseilles Island Orphanage, where six dangerous children reside, a gnome, a sprite, a wyvern, an unidentifiable green blob, a were-pomeranian, and the Antichrist. Linus must set aside his fears and determine whether or not they're likely to bring about the end of days. But the children aren't the only secret the island keeps. Their caretaker is the charming and enigmatic Arthur Parnassus, who will do anything to keep his ward safe. As Arthur and Linus grow closer, long-held secrets are exposed, and Linus must make a choice. Destroy a home or watch the world burn. An enchanting story masterfully told, The House in the Cerulean Sea is 
about uh, the profound experience of discovering an unlikely family in an unexpected place and realizing that family is yours. The last title on this part of the list is The Watchmaker of Filigree Street by Natasha Pulley. 1883. Daniel Steepleton returns home to his tiny London apartment to find a gold pocket watch on his pillow. Six months later, the mysterious timepiece saves his life, drawing him away from a blast that destroys Scotland Yard. At last, he goes in search of its maker, Kieta Mori, a kind, lonely immigrant from Japan. Although Mori seems harmless, a chain of unexplainable events soon suggests he must be hiding something. When Gary's Caro, an Oxford physicist, unwittingly interferes, Daniel is torn between opposing loyalties. Those who like a blend of historical fiction, fantasy, and a little bit of steampunk should definitely give this one a read. Um, I read this one last year, and it was uh, a wonderful, a wonderful read. Um, it definitely has that steampunk feel to it because uh, Maury uh, creates um, clockwork creatures and inventions, so you definitely get that feel. You also get very much the feel of like fall and winter in London because that's where it takes place. So if those sound up your alley, um, and sort of the, the feel of that kind of magic is what you're looking for, definitely give this one a read. Our next category is books for when you want to be scared. I will start by saying that I am no expert in this next set of books. I do not read horror or anything remotely scary. Intriguing, yes. Even a little bit gothic, yes, but not outright scary. I don't even watch horror movies. So full disclosure, I have not read a single item that I'm about to talk about, but this list might give you a couple of ideas for authors to look for or books to check out if you like the sound of the synopsis, and especially if you're looking for some thrills and chills. The first title on our list is The Shining by Stephen King. What would a fall reading list be without some Stephen King? Let's be honest. You could also make this a double feature by reading the book and then watching the movie. Jack Torrance's new job at the Overlook Hotel is the perfect chance for a fresh start. As the off-season caretaker at the atmospheric old hotel, he'll have plenty of time to spend reconnecting with his family and working on his writing. But as the harsh winter weather sets in, the idyllic location feels ever more remote and more sinister. And the only one to notice the strange and terrible forces gathering around the Overlook is Danny Torrance, a uniquely gifted five-year-old. The next title on the list is The Haunting of Hill House by Shirley Jackson. This book was the inspiration for the Netflix show of the same name, so if you loved the show, pick up the book, or if you are the kind of person who wants to read the book before they see the show, you could definitely do that too. The Haunting of Hill House is the story of four seekers who arrive at a notoriously unfriendly pile called Hill House. Dr. Montague, an occult scholar looking for solid evidence of a haunting, Theodora, his light-hearted assistant, Eleanor, a friendless, fragile young woman well acquainted with poltergeists, and Luke, the future heir of Hill House. At first, their stay seems destined to be merely a spooky encounter with inexplicable phenomena, but Hill House is gathering its powers, and soon it will choose one of them to make its own. The last title in this section is a brand new book that we very recently got into the library, um, so be sure to see if you can check that one out. The title is My Heart is a Chainsaw by Stephen Graham Jones. Jade Daniels is an angry half-Indian outcast with an abusive father, an absent mother, and an entire town that wants nothing to do with her. She lives in her own world, 
a world in which protection comes from an unusual source, horror movies, especially the ones where the masked killer seeks revenge on a world that wronged them. And Jade narrates the quirky history of Proof Rock as if it is one of those movies. But when blood actually starts to spill into the waters of Indian Lake, she pulls us into her dizzying encyclopedic mind of blood and masked murderers and predicts exactly how the plot will unfold. Yet even as Jade drags us into her dark fever dream, a surprising and intimate portrait emerges. A portrait of the scared and traumatized little girl beneath the Jason Voorhees mask. Angry, yes, but also a girl who easily cries, fiercely loves, and desperately wants a home. A girl whose feelings are too big for her body. My Heart is a Chainsaw is her story. Her homage to horror and revenge and triumph. Our last category is books to read on a dark and stormy night. I mentioned earlier that I don't read horror novels, but do enjoy a more gothic tale, and the following list of books have that feel to them. For those who aren't quite sure what gothic means, the word refers to something characterized by mystery, horror, and gloom, especially in literature. Gothic literature often combines the genres of romance and horror, so think a dark and creepy manor house, a dark brooding hero, or a beautiful but tragic heroine. All of these elements uh, usually come together and create a gothic tale. There is usually also a secret or mystery of some kind that the protagonist gets wrapped up in. The first title on this list is The Thirteenth Tale by Diane Setterfield. This is a classic fall read for me as well. It's much darker and spooky, but I love the storytelling in this. I first read this in print, but the audiobook read by Lynn Redgrave is also great, so either option is wonderful. Reclusive author Vida Winter, famous for her collection of 12 enchanting stories, has spent the past six decades penning a series of alternate lives for herself. Now old and ailing, she is ready to reveal the truth about her extraordinary existence and the violent and tragic past she has kept secret for so long. Calling on Margaret Lee, a young biographer troubled by her own painful history, Vida disinters the life she meant to bury for good. Margaret is mesmerized by the author's tale of gothic strangeness, featuring the beautiful and willful Isabel, the feral twins, Adeline and Emmeline, a ghost, a governess, a topiary garden, and a devastating fire. Together, Margaret and Vida confront the ghosts that have haunted them while becoming, finally, transformed by the truth themselves. The next title on the list is The Strange Case of the Alchemist's Daughter by Theodora Goss. If you've already read some classic spooky tales like Frankenstein or The Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, I highly recommend this title. Um, this book combines famous Victorian characters and some brand new ones into a world of mystery and intrigue. Mary Jekyll, alone and penniless following her parents' death, is curious about the secrets of her father's mysterious past. One clue in particular hints that Edward Hyde, her father's former friend, and a murderer may be nearby, and there is a reward for information leading to his capture, a reward that would solve all her immediate financial woes. But her hunt leads her to Hyde's daughter, Diana, a feral child left to be raised by nuns. With the assistance of Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson, Mary continues to search for the elusive Hyde, and soon befriends more women, all of whom have been created through terrifying experimentation. Beatrice Rappuccini, Catherine Morrow, and Justine Frankenstein. 
when their investigations lead them to the discovery of a secret society of immoral and power-crazed scientists, the horrors of their pasts return. Now it is up to the monsters to finally triumph over the monstrous. Our last title is The Death of Jane Lawrence by Caitlin Starling. This is a brand new book that just landed on our shelves a few weeks ago and definitely has the feel of a spooky gothic tale. Reclusive doctor Augustine Lawrence agrees to marry Jane Shoringfield on the condition that she never visit his family manor, Lindridge Hall. Yet on their wedding night, an accident strands her at his door. Gone is the bold, courageous surgeon, and in his place is a terrified, paranoid man. By morning, Augustine is himself again, but Jane knows something is deeply wrong at Lindridge Hall, and with the man she has so hastily bound her safety to. So this definitely has all the elements of a classic gothic tale. Um, it is also set in an alternate uh, London, which is post-war. So I think that makes it a little bit different and a little bit more interesting. I can't wait to get my hands on this one and uh, read it for myself. And that is about it for this episode. I hope that some of these titles sounded intriguing and that you will pick them up on your next library visit or the next time you are browsing an e-reading app. If you're looking for more fall reads of all kinds, be sure to have a look at our fall reads book list, which can be found on our website under the reading lists tab. This list will also be linked in the show notes along with all of the titles that I have mentioned in this episode. Until next time, happy reading everyone. NBPL Podcasts is a production of the North Bay Public Library. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. Also, if you know someone who might be interested in this series, please share this with them. Follow the North Bay Public Library on Facebook and connect with us on Twitter and Instagram at North underscore Bay PL.